Hey everyone, welcome to our little podcast. My name is Nathan and I am joined by my lovely wife, Kim. Kim, how are you today? I'm doing well. All right, so it is almost the end of the school year, of which we are thrilled. And uh, Thank you, Jesus. Yes, I'm totally excited that it is the mm-hmm. end of the school year. So summer's almost around the corner. We're looking forward to it. Uh, you especially, I think. Yes, I I enjoy summer. I enjoy the relaxed um, agendas that we have and the time with family that becomes just a little bit easier. Yeah, it definitely that is definitely one thing. It does it does come a little bit easier. And you know, we've already said that well, one of the uh, one of the goals of this podcast is just to kind of express. Uh, just our experience being in ministry as a family who, and we've been married 14 years, as we've said before, and uh, that whole entire time we've been involved in church ministry with the exception of like a couple of years. But, um, you know, it's definitely been kind of a little bit, I wouldn't say crazy, maybe it has been a crazy ride. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. That's the best way we can describe it. Atypical. Atypical. Oh, that's a good way to put it. That's really, uh, that's really a great way to put it. So one of the things we thought today was for this particular episode being our second one, we thought, hey, maybe we should just talk about um, what were the things that when we got married and got into ministry, what what were the things that maybe we expected or maybe how our expectations were kind of flipped upside down? What were the highs? What were the lows? We're not going to go too deep on that yet, but just maybe some things that surprised you because one of the stories you've told me is that, and you've shown me this actually, is way back in the day when you graduated high school, <laughs> Yeah. in your yearbook, was it like you were most likely to marry a youth pastor? No, I had a friend that I um, signed her yearbook. You know, you trade yearbooks at the end of the year, and she, sweet Sandy Lou, was um, always part of my life growing up uh, from kindergarten to 12th grade. So we did Girl Scouts together and we enjoyed, you know, extracurricular activities. We went to some neighborhood festivities type things. She lived very close to me. So we had a lot of fun together. Did you double date? Uh, no, we did not. She was in band and I was in choir. And so we oh, okay. <clears throat> we did not run in the same circles, but we did make an effort to see each other on occasion. That is weird. Why do choir and band not run in the same circles? It's um, almost like a rivalry. So, well, our events never lined up. So oh, we okay, gotcha. I mean, when they were practicing, we weren't. And when we were practicing, they weren't. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So um, I signed her yearbook, um, Kim Lee, Future Youth Pastor's wife and absolutely completely forgot about it until 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 one day you met a dashing handsome youth pastor who was too chicken to ask you out true yeah you had to tell to ask you out and so yeah so we dated for a year give or take and got married but at our um one of our engagement parties that my uh wonderful father threw for us the gift that she gave me was a copy of that page. Yes, I remember that. That was really funny. Yeah, and I yeah. just had totally forgotten um, that that had been part of my signature at that time for her book, and I think it was her book only. Yeah, I think I remember you saying that. And and that's the thing is when we first, I guess when we met, I was interning as a middle school director at a church here in Texas. I wasn't a full-blown uh, pastor yet. Um, or even, a, I wasn't even over a full student ministry, just middle school. Right. But, uh, you know, I loved it at the time. It was, you know, it's still, I mean, I still love it. It, you know, it was the dream job for me. 
in seminary, um, you know, you're, you're working for a church and you're actually making money. And then I meet this girl and we go off and get married and each, I think each one of us have some expectations of what that's like. Yeah, absolutely. Of what we thought it would be like going in. Yeah. What were, what were some of yours? What did you, what did you anticipate was that what it was going to be like? Um, I think the, I think one of the anticipations that was false was that the, the people, the church that I married into, or, you know, being that we were already in ministry and that there was no ministry necessarily to find that, um, that they were going to become like family to me. Okay. So yeah, I think that would be an expectation. Um, right. That, yeah. And I, and I think, and I mean, I know this because we're sitting here talking to each other and we're explaining this to whoever's listening. Right. And yet we both lived through it. And with, and I, with a hope that someone is encouraged and hearing yeah, these words. Yeah. But, but it's hard sometimes to be able to talk about it knowing, uh, in an interview kind of format or however this is a discussion format. And, and right. we both know the end of that story. And, and I agree with you. You know, I remember you telling me that was one of the hardest things uh, was to be Nathan's wife, but not Kim. Right. So you had been at that church for years um, and in different roles, right? Helping and uh, volunteering and then being on staff. Um, family went to that church and you had a history there and so it was a little bit tricky to get into the church and feel like that was my church as well. Well, yeah. And, and interestingly, if you listen to the first episode, you know that we met in a Bible study at that same church. And so you initially came to be a part of that church. You had no intention Absolutely. of finding a husband or meeting a guy or whatever. In fact, you were adamantly against it. Yes, absolutely. Um, so the first time we that I went there was essentially just after a breakup and trying to kind of move on and make um, different choices <laughs> moving forward than what I had done previously. Well, different. Okay. So when we say different choices, different choices in the type of person you would date. Correct. Not, not necessarily that you were doing anything uh, really out of control. Yeah. But yeah, no, just kind of trying to find people who better aligned with my beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that obviously that's what anybody wants. Yeah. Um, and so I, I remember the struggles of that is, you know, feeling definitely, uh, on the outside. And, and interestingly enough, that has been the experience multiple times. We've been in several churches and, and that seems to be one of the hardest things. And I think for spouses, when, when the ministry worker, whoever that might be, man, woman, is uh, deeply involved with the church on a daily basis, it's, it's very easy and, uh, and often happens too much that the spouse kind of gets left to the side because you guys are actually giving up quite a bit for this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money, a lot of um, jobs that are taken, a lot of professions that are... Um, you know, you dive deep into them at the same time, put giving away a lot of your time to the church just in volunteering by the nature of how it all pans out in a general day or week. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I always appreciated uh, truly early on and still do is you have a you, you have a view of ministry that's not, uh, oh, yeah, my husband just goes to work. 
and I stay home and I do my thing, you see us, and I think a lot of, I, I would say most ministry families see it this way is, you know, there's a, you get one, you get both. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say most churches that function well as a church as a whole interview, not only the pastor, but often the pastor's wife, if that um, allows itself. Yeah. But there's a tightrope in that, like a fine line you walk because while you are a team, you're not an, you're not on staff. And unfortunately, you know, that's something that can be, uh, that's where your lines start to blur. And there's some gray area there that can move into some unhealthiness. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot, we hear a lot of stories from um, families that have been in ministry for years, that have thrived in ministry, and that have stepped away from ministry for various reasons. And one of the things we hear on a consistent basis is that the, you know, the wives are getting burnt out, even though they're not on staff and don't get paid. So, okay, so that is definitely true. And and that's been Mm -hmm. said many times. What would you say, what are some things you get burned out? Um, I think one of the ground rules we need to set is that the, what we are talking about is not necessarily the church we are currently at. They're a great church and we fully support everything they do. Oh yeah. Um, so I just want to make it clear that this is not a session about any specific church. We've talked to hundreds of families. Um, so I, I would say one of the most common things I hear women feeling burnt out on is just the absolute nonstop of being in ministry. I mean, the, the, you know, Sunday through Thursday, typically for mm-hmm. most families in ministry, um, is, is nonstop. And then when they're supposed to be off on Saturday, Sunday, or I'm sorry, Friday, Saturday, often they are still going out to take care of people in the church, making sure that, um, Programs are running smoothly, answering emails, answering calls, getting text messages. It never stops. Yeah, I mean, the one story we always remember is the 3 a.m. text I got because (laughs) a girl got kicked out of her home. One of the teenagers got kicked out of her home. That's not the one I was thinking of. Oh, which one were you thinking of? I was thinking of the time you got a 3 a.m. call that one of the pastors was needed money. Oh yes, that was a scam. <laughs> yes, that was a. It was a poor. It was a poor sweet lady in yeah. our church who had gotten one of those, uh, you know, scam emails and yeah. pulled a name from someone from the church to do it, and she was convinced he was trapped in Europe. Yeah, um, he was. He was in America. Yeah, in his he bed. was home, totally <laughs> asleep. And uh, yeah. but you're right. I mean, you. The real nature of ministry is you you really are on the job. 24/7. Yeah, but it's funny that you said that, and I was like, I instantly thought of three circumstances at three in the morning, and none of them were yours. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> yeah, that is true. Well, I mean, we even had you know in in pastoral ministry, it's not just your area either, because you know in many cases we are on right. call or right, uh, and so we we find ourselves. I mean, I joke about there was one church that I, we were at that uh, I never got a walk-in like counseling session or whatever that was involved with youth. They were always involved with divorces. They were. That's true. And, you know, literally people walking in going, I'm going to leave my wife, talk me out of it. And I'm thinking, I work with high schoolers. I, what am I going to say? I'm, yeah. I'm not even, you know, at the time, I'm in my early 30s saying, I've only been married six years or so. Right, right. And Uh, that was nothing on the church. That was just luck of the draw on who came in the door. Yeah, yeah. But I can also remember that 
you know, there was frustration, but understanding. I mean, there, there's this, there's this uh, compassionate understanding, but yet it still impacts you. Right. Um, feeling alone or uh, yeah. there's a weight of caring, you know, you, you, you take care of kids or, and, and unfortunately, and, and full disclosure, for many of us, including myself, we don't handle that well. We don't always take care of our spouses. We get so wrapped up in the mm-hmm. the task or the focus of the church or the ministry. We and and it's something we always say. You know, they tell you in seminary. You know, your family comes first. Your family comes first. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's not the reality. Right. Yeah. I mean, what they what they train you to ideally go through is totally different from what actually happens. Yeah. And I think there's this idealized version of it, but then it's like real life sets in and, you know, you find out that there's 25 meetings in a week. Right. You know, you have elder meetings that go till two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Again, not at the current church we're at. This is <laughs> yeah. all historic. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's and then you're also carrying a lot of emotional baggage for your spouse yes the guilt well maybe guilt or even just the criticism you know because that's one thing you do when you go into ministry you paint a giant bullseye on you right and you know it's very possible that you're going to receive a lot of criticism you're gonna and, and so the thing about spouses is they they shoulder that alongside uh yeah. the, alongside the quote ministry professional right so so we've talked a lot about the negative yeah what about the positive? Uh, for you? Well, why don't you start? Because okay. I started the last one. Um, for me, the positive has always, obviously the people in the church, but a good staff that you work with, that you're teamed up with, has always been mm-hmm. the thing that I derive a tremendous amount of joy from. A staff that uh, um, you know builds each other up, cares for each other, laughs together. Um, and I'll be honest with you, there have only been a few that fall into that category for me. Relationship with Christ. When they get it, or at least begin to get it, and you see that, that's when I really, right. you know, those are the times I get really excited. Um, and so, you know, there's definitely, that's definitely the payoff. Uh, you know, there's the difficult things, right? There's the hard things, but ultimately it's our job. It's what we, we have the pleasure and the privilege of doing. And so, you know, obviously that outweighs, you know, when it happens, you know, you you get this elation and, um, you know, it kind of overshadows the negative. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm I definitely think um, one of the greatest joys has been being able to engage when I can with staff members that are with you, either pastoral that are ahead of you or administration that's below, you know, however whatever the scenario is interns or whatever we've made some amazing friends and um some of those relationships will never end they're forever they've lasted through cross-country moves and babies and some of them divorces just you know their life circumstances that happen and they're still really great friends yeah you do find that and and you have those really solid relationships i would say that's a that's sometimes the negative and we will get into that subject you know much deeper down the road yeah is there's there's a flip side to that i would say a darker side to that with churches is when you do leave um there's mm. something as a church we don't do very well uh, yeah, you know, we have close relationships, but there's also something we don't do very well, and that's yeah. maintaining uh, relationships. There's there's kind of a, uh, 
Well, and American churches don't know how to let people. I don't know that. I don't know if that's um, across the entire world. Yeah, like a worldwide thing. But I know the people that we've interviewed um, that have been let go or even have left on their own doing. It seems to not go well very often. Yeah, there's a, there's kind of an out of sight, out of mind, unfortunately, and that's not always. Again, not always the case, but unfortunately, it's been the exception, or it's been the case for us too often. But. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, is there, uh, is there anything else? I mean, you know, we've, um, I think those are really good. Uh, those are the best of the best as far okay, as Okay. So the, the primary ones and the you know. worst of the worst. Okay. So you yeah. would say that that's kind of the, because what we, you know, ultimately we want this to be, like we said, we want this to be a help. And if, you know, maybe the question is if someone was, you know, newly married or in ministry and getting ready to be married, what would you Ooh, tell them? That's a really good question. So we had the best of the best and the worst of the worst. But my, I, my advice is a little different from that. For a woman, it would be to get friends outside of the church. So find a trusted group. It And I am a firm believer that they need to be of different, even potentially beliefs or age ranges or what have you, people you can trust. And this is not a group for Bible study. This is not a group for necessarily going deeper with Christ. It's a group of people or one person that you can sit down with and say, this is really hard. This moment in time is really hard, whatever it is that you're going through. It could be what we talked about as our experience is the worst, or it could be something else. Maybe you had a parent die. Maybe you had a miscarriage. All those things that you can sit down and be real with and flesh out what that looks like, maybe before you go and talk to your church about it. Okay, that's good. I know for you, that has always been... Uh, you, you're really good at building relationships, uh, on both sides of the fence, you know, it's, you know, inside, outside the church. And I do find that, uh, refreshing and interesting that you, uh, you seek to find those uh, relationships from people who are even from different backgrounds, different beliefs, because ultimately that opens up the possibility uh, of continuing ministry. So ministry is not just locked into the church. And if we, if we, keep it. And this is, you know, this is all the common sense stuff that's out there right now about like missional ministry and stuff is, um, you know, if we wait in the church for people to come, that's not always going to happen. Now we've seen it happen, but it's not always going to be the case, but it's as simple as getting out there and making a friend circle, which is neglected, unfortunately, too often. Right. Yeah. So that's, um, that's a really big passion of mine is to help others make friend circles and to have my own that support me and I can support them. And we do the nitty gritty in life together. Um, one of my best friends that I talk to about kids stuff and the things of life is actually an atheist. And, yeah, that's true. And she has been um, a great sounding board mm-hmm. and um, just a really true friend when I needed it. And kind of, you know, when when you have a teenage girl and you say, this really stinks about having a kid yeah. this age and she can say yeah it does yeah there's a lot of understanding and, and we yeah we've known yeah. our kids have been friends and uh, just you know great family um yeah. you know we don't line up uh, belief wise but but it's also a chance for us just to care for them and right. they do the same thing in return and and sometimes sometimes it is about just just being a friend 
Yeah. And seeing somebody else's point of view other than inside the church. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that, you know, too often, you know, the immediate thing is, okay, we got to get them in, you know, we got to have the, you know, the evangelism, the evangelical presentation of what we believe uh, when, you know, really, you know, hopefully you get that opportunity, but at the same time, you get to have a relationship with someone and who can, you guys can sharpen each other in just the simple mm-hmm. things as just being a parent, you right. know. Because that is, I mean, there are common themes, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, this it's uni- <laughs> you know, parenting is universal regardless of what right. you believe. You a know, dirty you're going to run into the is same a dirty issues. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to run into the same issues. You're going to have fights with your spouse. Yeah. You know, the the framework is, you know, from where do you draw uh, the wisdom and strength on how to deal with it? So, right. you know, those things are different. Right. So, um, yeah, that's really good. Um, so, yeah. so that would be, I mean, that would be my number one advice. What about you? <laughs> um, you know, I think there's, obviously you want the friend group, but if you're, if you're a ministry, uh, you're a ministry worker, now is the time. If you're married or new or just getting married soon, um, you, this is the time to find those accountability guys. Um, whether, uh, you know, if it's, if, if you're a woman, find it the women who have the experience in being married, because you're going to have things come up and you're going to have things that you don't know what to deal with. You, you need someone because, and I'm speaking from experience, you need someone who's willing to jump in the car and come over to mediate an argument that has gotten <laughs> beyond what you can solve. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and have that person who loves your relationship, loves you, and is willing to do that. Right. Um, I think that's incredibly vital. Uh, you, you know, and learn to have fun. Learn to find the thing and hold on to it that you can decompress in. And I would say that has nothing to do with church. Yeah, it's got to be something outside church. It can't be, uh, okay, so I'm going to go on a... It, it's got to be something that takes you out of that. It's it, not anything that's, you know you shouldn't be doing well, golf or or take you know play golf or yeah. you know I like board games I play board games because it's a decompression right. thing but it also allows me to build relationships you also have a podcast well doing this yeah as well mm-hmm. um and we have several we, mm-hmm. we do a couple podcasts and yep. and those things two of them are totally unrelated to church stuff yeah um so you know those are those are chances to just you know empty the head and and you know shift into neutral and just kind of be okay right Right. Yeah. So speaking on these, the, you know, kind of the wisdom that you have from what I would say is a short tenure, because we know a lot of people who have done this much longer than us. Absolutely. Um, Any books that you love for uh, that we read when we were getting married and going through all that that you would suggest? Not off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah. Um, one thing you'll find out about me is I'm not the best reader. Um, you know, I know I have a few that I really, really like, and they're more. I, I tend to spend more time reading uh, stuff that has to do with mission versus right. personal relationship, right. and and I think that maybe maybe that's something I can improve that would help. I think the. Um it's corny, but is it the seven? The five love languages. Five, I'm sorry, seven. The seven. Apparently, we two. added two. We just added two. I don't even know what and they you, are yet. What's funny is you got that off of. I just said seven, and you're the like, five love the languages. Five. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I actually think that's a great book to, for a, a general 
guideline on on learning how to love your spouse. Yeah, I like the love and respect stuff. Oh, I think yeah, it yeah. does some good. It does, it does a good job. It's you know these are fairly old. I'd say old. I mean yeah, they're they're not new. They're not new. Um, you know I think finding. Just because you're in ministry doesn't. If your church has a good marriage, oh yeah, uh, premarital class or take it. Make sure you take it. And yeah. but I think at the same time, more valuable than the books are people who have solid relationships. Absolutely. That, so a mentor type. Yeah, a mentor. I think mentorship, you know, blows yeah. a book out of the water any day. And and I would say also on top of mentorship, just listen. Absolutely. Make Don't, sure you're listening to everything they say and getting every piece of knowledge you can. And and not seeing your issues or your struggles as you 100% only you're the one. I mean, these are universal. Yeah. And so yeah. their wisdom applies to you. Right. So. Right. Or even their mistakes. Even right? their mistakes. Their wisdom, We've, their mistakes, whatever. We certainly have seen our fair share of <laughs> older couples in ministry. And we watch from afar and say, ooh, we need to remember this. Yeah, we need to remember. Or you, yeah. you, you come to someone and they go, oh, yeah, I did right. that. Right. That's the best feeling is when somebody, and really that's why we're here, right? That's mm-hmm. That was our whole mission is to have couples in ministry not feel alone. Yeah, you don't want to feel alone. So. And on that... um it can be a lonely place. Yep. And we can maybe do that loneliness in ministry for a whole nother podcast. Yeah, we can talk about that. But that uh, might be the next one. But I think there's, you know, between you and I, I think, you know, there's a lot that we, we look on, you know, relationships are key. And that's, and that's yeah. really what it is. And I think that's yeah. where this episode ends up right. landing is, you know, ultimately this comes down to one, your relationship with the Lord, two, the mm-hmm. relationship with the, your team, but also the relationship with the people who yeah. can build into you. Well, and I think, um, you know, one thing that hit me, we were talking about older couples and watching, you know, they've been married forever. But I know recently for us, one of the ways that we have been learning and growing is through younger couples. Yes, we've had a great, we have a great life group. It's made up of 20 somethings. Um, some of them are married, some of them aren't. Right. And have become an incredible blessing to us where, you know, there's, there's really funny because you'd think, okay, 14 years, you've got some experience and there are things that, you know, we can help and, and mentor quote unquote with, but then there's the flip side where, you know, we're learning about just general basic, you know, good relationships with people from these guys. Right. Yeah. It's really fun to watch younger couples and see how they engage and the things we've forgotten or never did Mm -hmm. that we need to apply. Absolutely. So well, we are coming up on our 30-minute mark. Perfect. We've got a few more minutes, but as we close out, yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of different things. We can come up with some different resources in the future for you yeah. to, uh, to look into. But, you know, for us right now, you know, the thing we encourage you is find those relationships. Seek out the people who, you know, you, you look around and the people you respect. Yeah. Know they're human. Know they're not perfect. Uh, but also know that the Lord put them in that place to bless you and teach you. And so, um, Kim, thank you for sitting here and talking with me. Yeah, I'm excited about where this is going to go. I am I'm, too. I'm mostly excited to um, really get to serve other yeah. people and just feel like a community within these podcasts. Yep. That is where your heart is. And so I appreciate that. And so um, until next time, this is Nathan and... And this is Kim. And we will talk.
talk to you later.